Did the monster mash? The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It got on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash from my laboratory. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to your favorite one-stop shop for horror news, true crime stories, and real-life tales of the unexplained monsters at midnight. Brought to you by the Zima Podcasting Network. I'm your host, your favorite escape madman, loose on the airwaves, terrorizing your eardrums, Matt Schaefer. And joining me, we have the illustrious doctor himself. He is taking a break from flipping all those knobs and pulling all those switches. I've got Graham Zima on the mic tonight. How are you tonight, sir? What up, what up? I'm doing good. How about yourself, Matt? Not too bad. Can't complain. Jolyn is prior engagements, something about a body in her trunk. Uh, <coughs> She's I, fired. Again. She had to do it to him, it sounds like. So uh, wherever you are, Jolyn Dormady, Godspeed. And... We hope you come back soon so I don't have to deal with this fucking guy much longer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, kicking it old school. This is how it all started. Yeah, For it really is. <laughs> new listeners of the show, it was just me and this guy. I didn't even used to be the host of the show. It used to be him. But I fucking, I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, here we are. This is a reminder of, yeah, how the progression of this show over the last three years has gone a yeah. lot of different ways. A lot of different locations, a lot of different ideas, a lot of a lot of content. First episode was like literally pushing three four hours. hours. Yeah, yeah, three hours long. It was long. wild. We read like two or three creepypastas and took one of those online like fucking garbage horror quizzes. Yeah, I, that was like the most trying to fill time right <laughs> this show's ever done it's amazing yeah but uh yeah so kicking it old school old school black and white footage so bolt your doors lock your windows and turn out the lights excuse me there's one for the drinking game monsters at motherfucking midnight and there's two rides again we've got a couple topics lined up for you today uh graham you're a big blair witch fan i am for those of you that uh, are gamer girls like your boy here, uh, figure that one out. Uh, there is a new Blair Witch video game coming out on PC and Xbox One. I, yeah, I guess a PlayStation Three or PlayStation Three. Yeah, it goes to show how much I've been paying attention. <laughs> PlayStation Four release has not been announced. I don't know if it's not planned. It has not been announced. A uh, brief synopsis of the game from the dev team. Uh, the dev dev team of which is called Bl- Bloober Team. Published and developed by Bloober Team. Uh, on their Steam page, it says, It's 1996. A young boy disappears in the Black Hills Forest near Burkittsville, Maryland. As Ellis, a former police officer with a troubled past, you join the search. What starts in, as an ordinary investigation soon turns into an endless nightmare as you confront your fears and the Blair Witch, a mysterious force that haunts the woods. Blair Witch is a first-person, story-driven, psychological horror game based on the cinematic lore of Blair Witch. A couple of other publications I've seen online have said that the game is going to have six different endings that you can find based on play style, and the game will ta- take about six to seven hours to complete. 
This isn't actually the first time. A lot of people don't know. This is not the first time that the Blair Witch has been turned into a video no. game. In the early 2000s, I think I think they were like episodic, almost like Telltale games. Uh, t- a team did three uh, Blair Witch computer games with an overarching narrative. I believe they had similar play style to like the earlier Resident Evil games. I know very little about those games other than that they exist. So, uh, and I think they're somewhat, not to cut you off, but I think they're somewhat canon. I don't remember how tied in they are to the Blair Witch movies. I can't, okay. I can't quite remember. But there was like some, I think what it does, if I'm not mistaken, was it goes back in time to the whole Rustin Parr lore oh, of okay. the kids and all that, and then it tackles all of that. But I could be wrong. That's what I remember vaguely. Gotcha. Yeah, like I said, I know very little about uh, those games. And since they're old enough computer games, they're at that point where trying to get them to run on a modern computer is damn right impossible most of the time. (laughs) So I've never even tried to get one of them running. Uh, But Graham, what are your thoughts on a new Blair Witch game coming out? I'm excited. I really am. I I saw the trailer for it a few weeks back and then revisited it when you mentioned that we were going to be talking about on today's episode. Yeah, I think it looks pretty solid. Um, I'm curious to see how the multiple different endings plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. It, does it mention anywhere in any of these articles if this is going to be a canon story or if this is going to be completely separate and on its own? Um, I haven't seen anything like that. I do know it says it takes takes place in 1996, which wouldn't that mean it takes place before the first movie then? Uh. T- Ooh, that's a good question. Is I, I want to say the first one took place in 1994. Oh, that's right, because it came out in 99, but it yeah. wasn't yeah, okay. So, yeah. so, so maybe it's uh, maybe they're. I don't know if it's supposed to be canon, but they're if like, they're getting that specific with the year. Maybe it is. I don't know. I think they're treating it. They. I'd be willing to bet, especially if they're making if they're if they're mar- if they're making movie licensed games nowadays aren't really a thing. Yeah. anymore um like they just aren't because a lot of them over the years have been like noticeably terrible there's obviously exceptions but a lot of them have been pretty fucking bad um especially so, in the superhero genre yeah like the fucking i've heard the amazing spider-man games are awful like the ones based off of the, the uh andrew not, garfield one, that's yeah. the one yeah um rest in peace spider-man <laughs> um what i was gonna say was um, since this is actually a movie licensed game, I'd be willing to bet there's going to be a fair amount of like Easter eggs and stuff that like fans of the movies yeah. will probably be able to find in the game. That's why I'm, I, I hate to be that kind of fan, but I'm going to be one of those people that's like, Ooh, like, You're look right, at the screen. Yeah. Look, like that's a reference think, to this movie. We'll finally find out what the book of shadows is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, I'm on board with it. Uh, not really much else coming out from the Blair Witch world. I mean, we had the the third movie come back, come out almost three years now. That's, Fuck, that's amazing. We saw that in theaters. Remember yeah. that? Jesus. <laughs> Talk about a movie that I overhyped in my head. But anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, it could have been a lot worse, though. It was, yeah, it's like the most painfully average it's horror a very film average ever. Movie with some, it has some really good highlights, but yeah. it's a very average movie. But in terms of a game, yeah, I'll play it. Um, it's probably going to be one of the first video games I spend money on in like maybe a year, I mm-hmm. would have to say. So yeah, I'm going to try it, try it out. 
I really don't have much experience with first-person horror video games, so this is going to be sort of new territory for me, and, and hopefully it provides a good time. But yeah, I'm on board with it, just basically out of my love for the original original movie and, and just the Blair Witch universe in general. So I'm curious to see what direction they can take it with uh, in the video game world. Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm pretty stoked on it. Um, I I know that there's a, they're showcasing there's a mechanic like the cop that you play as has a dog companion and the dog is going to be able to like, oh, excuse me, the dog's going to be able to like help you out with like uh, fetching stuff and sniffing out clues and stuff like that, which I think is pretty cool. My biggest concern is um, the market on first person, like explorative uh, horror video games is pretty flooded and it has been flooded for a few years now with games like going back to like Slender and Amnesia. But then you also had, uh, oh fuck, what was that game? Outlook? Outcast? I'm, I'm such a bad horror fan. I can't remember what this game was called. Um, yeah, I never played Amnesia. I, I never saw, played it either. I had a friend who was really into Slender, as we <laughs> think all of us did. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was, we, a, we it was a huge game. Fuck was that? I can't remember what that game is called. It's driving me crazy. It was a big fucking deal. There were a couple of them. I mean, case in point, though, there are a lot of games of this caliber. I'm hoping they do enough interesting that um, it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm just playing one of these games with a Blair Witch skin. On. That's what I was thinking too. I, I didn't even mention that. You, you're right. It is such a saturated market now. I don't want it to feel like a copy and paste type video game where it's like, yeah, it's just the same elements at play that you would get in Slender, Amnesia, right, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But, oh, there's a little bit that makes it, you know, more Blair Witch yeah. oriented. Um, From the trailers, it kind of looks like uh, maybe like video cameras will have some sort of uh, factor into it, kind of going with like the found footage style that is assimilated with or associated with that series. So maybe that'll be an interesting mechanic. Maybe, like maybe some clues will pop up if you're looking through a digital camera and reverses or or like some ghosts and shit will pop up. Like there's a lot of potential. I'm just hoping that they do something interesting and it doesn't just become another, uh, is it outcry? I'm fucking, this is, I'm like, just look it up. I'm trying. Like, I'm really, really bumming myself out on this one. You already know that listeners at home are like shouting at I their, know. it's not outcry. There is an outcry game, but it's not outcry. Oh God! I can't. It was a big fucking deal. Too. We'll leave it in the description for Whatever, people that yeah, are I'll that figure, are wondering. I'll figure it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm hoping that this uh, does like because uh, we've talked about the Friday the Thirteenth game on this show before. The Friday the Thirteenth game, while uh, stylistically has a lot in common with a lot of multiplayer horror games on the market now, it's still has enough going for it that it actually feels like Friday the 13th game. I'm hoping that they can inject that sort of, that love and uh, attention to detail that fans of the franchise would be hoping for in a game called Blair Witch. So, yeah, Blair Witch is coming out on PC and Xbox on August 30th, so it could very well be out by the time that this episode goes yeah. up. So uh, if you're a horror fan, you're a Blair Witch fan, you're a gamer girl like your boy, uh, check that one out. <clears throat> Um, moving on to our next topic for today. It's not really horror-related in the slightest. But Matt's just got to talk it's about it. It's my fucking show, and I want to talk about it. Um, 
James Bond uh, has been back in the news again because the new James Bond movie slated for an April 2020 release finally has a title. And it is a dope ass. I'm so geeked over this title. It is a dope ass James Bond ass title. It's called No Time to Die, which like for some reason, like, I mean, granted, I haven't been. I say this like I, I've been alive through the entire fucking half half century that they've been making James Bond movies, which I haven't. But I always get amped whenever they release or they announce the title for the James Bond movie because there's a certain mystery to it then. Like, what's it going to be about? Like, how is this playing? Like, this is the first time, though, um, with a with uh, the Daniel Craig cycle of movies that I've been alive for and been like, I was alive for the Pierce Brosnan era too, but I don't remember actively like those movies coming out. Um, this is the first time I've gotten like giddy over a title. Like I remember when like Kwame Skyfall were announced. I was like, all right, like a Skyfall, like what the, what the fuck is Skyfall mean? And then Spectre came out. I was like, Ooh, like the, the or- criminal organization. Hell yeah. And then this one comes out and it's like full on no time to die. Like that is a fucking, that is a James Bond title. If I have ever heard one. Um, Daniel Craig is returning for his final venture as the character. Um, a lot of familiar faces too. Ray Fiennes will be back as M Naomi Harris as money penny. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is making a return as CIA agent Felix Leiter, uh, who has been absent since uh, Quantum of Solace. Um, uh, I believe her name is Leah Seydoux, if I'm pronouncing, I'm probably not pronouncing it right. She's returning as Dr. Madeline Swan, and Christoph Waltz is returning as Ernst Stavro Blofeld, with Rami Malek portraying the new undisclosed villain for the film. Which you have some theories on, which you can get into. I do have some theories on this. Um, my first theory is Rami Malek is going to be a uh, protege of Blofeld. And since Blofeld was captured at the end of Spectre, I think Blofeld, it would be cool at least if Blofeld kind of took on like a Hannibal Lecter sort of character where he's he's still like threatening and in power even behind ba- bars and like, because that's another level that he can taunt James Bond with, uh, with not knowing, or or for him, like with him knowing things that Bond doesn't, because this organization has been one step ahead uh, the entirety of the Daniel Craig run of movies. Um, there's been a lot of speculation going around that this, based on the title, a lot of people think uh, No Time to Die might be uh, an allusion to a line from the James Bond movie Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which is we'll have all the time in the world. Um, so people are speculating since uh, the Madeline Swan character is going to be back that maybe James Bond is going to be hitched in this one and maybe something horrible will befall his new bride. I'm hoping they don't do this for two reasons. The first reason being, obviously, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, apart from George Lazenby being a fucking terrible Bond <laughs> through no fault. He isn't an actor. It wasn't It wasn't even his fault. He's just like, they cast a non-actor in the role. It's like, well, there you go. Besides that, though, Honor Majesty's Secret Service is a solid fucking movie, and we don't need to see that story again. 
also the second reason being we've seen Daniel Craig's iteration of Bond be torn up over a lost love. We saw it with uh, Vesper Lind in Casino Royale. And that's something that sort of motivated his character through the entirety of Quantum of Solace. And it's something that he sort of kept with him like a chip on his shoulder through the rest of this iteration of James Bond. So I think if we do it again, it'll just be rehashing something that was done really, really well in two other movies. Um, So I'm hoping that's uh, No Time to Die. It's just a dope fucking title that they came up with. So do you have any thoughts on this new movie at all? I know you're not as big into James Bond as I am, but I... This you're on the show, and I, if you have something to say, I'd like to hear it. Yeah, I haven't seen Spectre yet. I really want to, though. Um, I like Spectre. I'm like I, I'm on the minority of that opinion, but I like Spectre. Yeah, I mean, Matt's right. My familiarity with Bond is pretty limited. I'm I'm about as casual a fan as you could possibly get. I if if there's a lot of hype around one movie, I'll probably go catch it. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> I guess the one point that you made that I would like to sort of echo is I the idea of rehashing a storyline um, with the whole like him getting attached to a woman and then her you know being taken from him and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, not 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 a storyline that I uh, I particularly would care to see. Yeah, uh, this is this is a guy who is no familiar with this uh, with this this franchise talking here. But uh, yeah, I, I I like the idea of um, him being the protege of Blofeld, and I really like the Hannibal Lecter aspect that you touched. on. I think that could be really interesting. So if I had to choose one direction to take it versus the other, I would choose the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm really interested to see. Rami Malek in that villain role, though that, that that is to me. After seeing him in Mister Robot, I have not seen Bohemian Rhapsody, nor do I really give a shit. Um, but I'm really interested to see. I, I re- him and Blofeld in the same room, like like yeah. Christoph Waltz's uh, what he brings to the character, and then what Rami Malek will bring to his character. Love to see them interact. I think that'd be that'd be interesting on screen combination as well as Daniel Craig and Rami Malek. So. Um, the cast looks stacked, yeah. and you know I'm I'm amped on Jeffrey Wright coming back. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see how they they give a send off to Daniel Craig. Um, yeah, because it's really the end of an era. He's by far one of the most prominent Bonds that we've had. Yeah, um, that's true. Well, that's the other thing I want to mention. A lot of people are thinking this title is a playful jab at uh, Danny Boyle because <laughs> Danny Boyle was originally supposed to direct this film but was booted from the project because he wanted to kill off James Bond. So a lot of people are thinking that this is like <laughs> a no time to die is like a, what do you think of, about that? Danny Boyle's uh, idea to kill off Bond. I think if handled well, it could, it could have been like heartbreaking. Um, especially since they seem, seem to be going full speed ahead with this idea of a lady being assigned the number of 007, which I I have mixed feelings on, not because she's a woman. I have mixed feelings on because it's like, why not just go the atomic blonde route and give a woman her own property, her own badass property? Like, why do we always have to 
shoehorn in. It's just it feels like the women are getting sloppy seconds in movies. You're like you're giving me these eyes like you don't agree with. Me. No, I'm not. I just can't see. Okay. Oh, that's right. Graham bro- broke his glasses. Yeah. It's the same thing with like Ghostbusters. Like it just it feels like they're getting shoehorned in, and Ocean's Eight. They're getting the sloppy seconds of these movies that that like were originally male characters. And I'm not saying that women shouldn't have badass characters. I say I say they fucking should. But like I'd like to see. Like, I would love to see more Atomic Blonde movies. I would love to see, like, more women caper movies. Like, uh, what was that uh, movie that just came out recently? Widows. Widows. I heard Widows was pretty good. Um, I'd like to see women getting their own franchises instead of them being, like, shoehorned in because, like, we have to be politically correct now or something. Um but the do the studio does seem to be going full steam ahead with a woman like James Bond retiring and a woman being 007, which fine, fair enough. That being said, though, I think if they're going to do that, they could have done something super fucking powerful with the death of James Bond. Then that's like that's that's almost as big as like the death of Superman, and no one's ever done. It. I maybe there was a book that did it, that like a non Ian Fleming book that did it, but. To my knowledge, no one has ever attempted that. Probably fan fiction, but no one has ever attempted that. And to see that on screen with Daniel Craig, like that would have been in fucking sane. It, I don't think that's the route they're going to take because that would that would equally that would be like the last Jedi of James Bond movies. I feel like I feel like that would piss off a lot of people. I haven't seen The Last Jedi, so I don't know if that reference stuck or that analogy worked. Well, you you'd stuck in the sense that it was a very controversial movie. Yeah. Um so I don't I I don't honestly Yeah, I don't know. I, I would have been all for it if it were treated right. And Danny Boyle is such a fucking talented director that he could have fucking I think he could have made he it, it off, a yeah. fucking dope ass James Bond movie. I forget um let me pull up the director of this one quick because I think he's not an unknown I just don't can't think of can't think of what he's done off the top of my head and I'm trying to find fucking IMDB or Wikipedia or anything that's going to help me out and I talking about Danny Boyle no, I'm not talking about Danny Boyle. I'm talking about the guy who's actually directing it now. Oh, uh, Kerry Fukin. How the hell do you say his last name? I th- yeah. Oh, Kerry Joji Fukunaga. Yeah, he made a, did True Detective, uh, Beast of Donation. He's done a few things that are pretty pretty good, pretty solid. Gotcha. Yeah, all, okay, sure, all of a sudden I can find the fucking... Visually movie. speaking, he's solid. Like, okay. Beast of Donations, a beautiful-looking film. True Detective, that that first season, True Detective. He I don't know if he did the other season. Se- okay. Yeah, I don't know if he did the other seasons, but the first season he did, and it they're breathtaking, so... Well, I mean, and also this... Yeah, this... Because well, a lot of people don't know the James Bond movies were... With, with exception, were usually directed by the same handful of dudes. Like, even... In the like Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig era, this is like the first time they've got someone completely out of left field. 
So I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with this one. And a lot of it, of course, has to come down to the writing and what the studio wants and yada, 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 since it's such a fucking time-honored franchise. I think they're going to do something, but they're going to do it cautiously because every time they take a gamble with the James Bond universe, it usually doesn't pay off the way they want it to. Like... Like, they did Honor Majesty's Secret Service, and that movie tanked in the American box office because it wasn't Sean Connery. Um, License to Kill was too dark. Um, There's been a lot of times where the series has been, like, thought dead. Like, there's a lot of hiatuses, especially closer to now. There's a long break between the Timothy Dalton and Pierce Brosnan era, and there's a long, really long break between the Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig era, so... Um, closing thoughts at all on just James Bond in general or the anything really? Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, the Blair Witch game comes out, uh, this week. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to, I'm going to find some time to play that. Um, will definitely take me a lot more than seven hours to beat it just based on availability, but, uh, I'm looking forward to, to getting into it and, and seeing all the cool stuff that it provides, or maybe it's a complete shit show and I stop playing it. Who knows? Who knows? It's yeah. uh, it's kind of a gamble. I, I, I feel like that's going to be, I haven't read any initial thoughts on it or I don't know if there's any published at all, but, mm-hmm. um, this seem it seems like a game that's going to be either really solid or really lame. Like yeah. there's not, it's not going to be an average game. It's going to either really get people interested again in, um, or not interested again, but it's going to hook people that are into the uh, the first person horror game, or it's going to be just another forgettable yeah, it's just gonna be another game that banked off of uh, just another, a property, yeah, another you know? another bad movie license game. But yeah, um, yeah. So uh, Blair Witch, the video game, comes out August 30th, and No Time to Die comes out April 8th, 2020. What an interesting release date. Yeah. It's the first time in a long time that a James Bond movie hasn't come out in, like, November. Yeah. Isn't that... Because that was when, obviously, Skyfall came out, Spectre came out. Did Quantum of Solace come out in November also? I think so. Yeah. I don't remember when Casino Royale came out, but yeah, they've, I think they've Casino Royale must have had like a like a wintry release because I remember I found the DVD copy in my Easter basket. That yeah, that okay. So I think it must have probably was like October or November or something like that. Yeah, for whatever reason, they just have. That I think they're winter. I think vibe they're going the it. John Wick route because like people like their summer action movies still, and yeah. I think they're going the Marvel and John Wick route, and they're gonna put put it out right before uh, summer kicks off. It seems like nowadays, and I don't know if it's always been this way, but that April to May time frame seems to be the new, what July and August were yeah. a few years ago. Like, yeah, nowadays you get July, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Hobbs and Shaw. They, they got those big releases this year, but all in all, like when we look back on big blockbuster releases the last couple of years, most of them have typically fallen in that April to May time frame. Well, that's I, Star, I, Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Always been Christmas. Yeah, but that's an outlier in that case. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really interesting how that sort of shaped up. You really, it used to seem like, yeah, July, August, sometimes June here and there, you yeah. get you get those massive releases, but it seems like they're getting a little earlier. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Maybe it's people just so sick of winter at that point. I was that they're like, say, yeah, like need a something. Cleanser. Yeah. It could also be, 
for this movie, in this case, it could also be like maybe having to get rid of Danny Boyle setback production or yeah. something like that. But yeah. they could also just be like, they, it could just be capitalizing on, uh, like you were saying and what we were saying, like that April to May sweet spot for blockbuster movies. Who knows? All right. So that'll do it for this week, my tender lumplings. Graham, thanks for uh, being on the show this week. Awesome time. Glad to be back. All right. So, uh, yeah, and without uh, further ado, we will send you off into the evening. Have a groovy one.